The following has been brought to you by SJP World Media. Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of Tyler's Takedowns. We are now on the fifth edition of this just wonderful program. I'm your host, Tyler Peters, and our topic today is going to be WWE NXT No Mercy from this past weekend, as I'm recording it, happened on Saturday night, September the 30th, live from Bakersfield, California, was our venue. And before we go any farther, uh, I want to honor some people that have sadly passed away, and it includes wrestling personalities and a non-wrestling personality as well. First off, if you had an opportunity to listen to the last episode where I recapped AWA Super Sunday from 1983, shortly thereafter, we lost a trailblazer in Joyce Grable. If you recall, she tag-teamed with Wendy Richter and was an AWA tag-team champion. And she held multiple titles. She was a pioneer indeed, and she sadly passed away at the age of 70. Uh, Joyce Grable was one of the all-time greats, so wanted to say rest in peace and send my condolences and prayers to her family. We had just talked about one of her matches as she teamed with Wendy Richter. Also, Russ Francis the famed NFL tight end who played for the New England Patriots and San Francisco 49ers, also died at the age of 70. However, Francis did wrestle. He appeared at WrestleMania II in the big battle royal that featured NFL players and the professional wrestlers. Russ Francis also competed in Hawaii for Peter Maivia, from what I gather and have been able to research. So also sending my condolences. I want to send my condolences to Russ Francis's family. And the non-wrestling related topic, Major League Baseball pitcher, the famed knuckleballer who played for the Boston Red Sox, among other teams, Tim Wakefield, has uh, passed away as I am recording. This all transpired last week. So sending My prayers and thoughts to the Wakefield family and remembering Antonio Inoki as it would have been the one-year anniversary since his passing last year as AEW recently had WrestleDream. They were honoring the memory of Inoki. So I want to give them credit, even though I'm not actually going to be conversing about AEW on this podcast. That's why I wanted to take a few minutes to honor all of these greats. Uh, wrestling and non-wrestling related. So let's get into our topic, WWE No Mercy. Actually, that's WWE NXT No Mercy. I'll do my own edits here. I left NXT out. Pardon me. I must mention that there was a kickoff match. We'll get into some of the highlights, which they showed later on in the program that featured Blair Davenport defeating Kalani Jordan. And I will say the gaming intro was very cool. That was a nice touch for this premium live event regarding NXT. So the first matchup is the way to open up 
a wrestling event. Braun Breaker taking on Baron Corbin. And let's talk about the way they entered into the arena. Breaker was wearing a wolf's head. Don't worry, it's not a real wolf. But it was very cool, the visual of a Breaker donning this kind of wolf's head. And maybe it was a dog, but to me, it looked more like a wolf. So maybe I need National Geographic or some kind of uh, animal scientist. Who knows? But Corbin entered like Ghost Rider. I thought that was very interesting. Remember, Nicolas Cage was in the Ghost Rider, I remember. But once again, it set a tone is what I'm getting at with the way they emerged into the arena. And NXT is creating an intense environment again. I think when they relaunched, that was a lot of the criticism. Where's the black and gold? But things have to evolve and change at times, whether we like it or not. And it's a way to expand the creativity for young talent. I actually wrote down some notes this time. For Baron Corbin, this revitalizes his career. And they just let them fight. It was just an old-fashioned brawl. It's all about the personal issues that started between these two. And each were taking risk. It was solid action throughout. Bronze destined to be a star. I think you can already tell he is a megastar, and he's going to be on the main roster very soon. I just like how it was very intense, physical. We got more of a fight. It was not going to be technical, scientific. You can use all of the terminology you want to. I was just very impressed with this bout between Corbin and Brian Breaker. I love the Steiner brothers, so immediately he reminds you so much of Rick and Scott his father, Rick, and Uncle Scott, to bring some clarification to what I'm uh, discussing here. But Breaker taking the risk, I mean, he he's going over the top rope, or at least on the top turnbuckle. I'm trying to remember, as I just watched the replay of uh, NXT No Mercy, and it showed a viciousness with uh, each blow. And we saw both men just have some great exchanges. And Mr. Stone attempted to stop Breaker. And in the meantime, assisted Baron Corbin, as Baron Corbin would win the match via his end-of-days finisher. So that's the way you start out a wrestling program with uh, Baron Corbin versus Braun Breaker. Now let's go to our next match, NXT North American Championship matchup. Dominic Mysterio was the champion, taking on Trick Williams with Dragon Lee as the special guest referee. We all know the rivalry between Dragon Lee and Dominic Mysterio and the correlation with his father, Rey Mysterio, being the mentor to Dragon Lee, where Dominic, being the heel, the villainous character, detests anything related to his Hall of Fame father and Rey Mysterio. Dominic maintains terrific ambition. I, I like that he's ambitious, in other words. Williams continues impressing fans in WWE, just the entire universe. Dom aggressively got the advantage. Shades of Eddie Guerrero, which I admired. Trick used his energetic power. The Judgment Day has elevated Dirty Dom. One might argue he's done the same for the faction when discussing Judgment Day. Mysterio's in-ring progression has been so fluid and fun to watch. Williams' athletic technique comes off effortlessly. Well, that describes Williams, does it not? 
Lee takes a shot as he's inadvertently taken out of the matchup. He's a special guest referee, is Dragon Lee. This remains a good thing having Dom wrestle in NXT. And then another referee takes a bump. He's, he's no factor in the matchup. And new North American champion Trick Williams pinned Dominic Mysterio to win the, the belt. Williams hits a jumping knee, making Dom hit himself with the North American title. So it was another entertaining matchup. Trick Williams, uh, I think a recurring theme is intensity with all these matchups. And I, I liked the opening bout with Breaker and Corbin and also love this matchup from the standpoint Dragon Lee's involved in the storyline. you got to get him in the mix. And Trick Williams is another destined star, just like Dominic Mysterio's already got the rub because you got Rhea Ripley, Finn Balor, you got Senior Money in the Bank, Damian Priest, and J.D. Madonna. I think he's going to be involved. I think we're seeing it on Raw. i, I got to be honest. I, I'm doing so much that I don't get a chance to always view all the wrestling programs. So just a little uh, tidbit for you. Anyways, I digress. And as of this recording, it's important to note that Dominic Mysterio has won back the North American uh, Championship on the recent edition of NXT on USA. We go backstage, we see Joe Gacy telling Ava Rain to depart from Schism. Uh, I like it because Joe Gacy, we're going to see what he can do as a singles, as opposed to being this uh, leader of manipulation with Schism and Ava Rain, the Rock's daughter. Uh, we're going to see what she can do, how she can flourish uh, in this brand of NXT. Then we get the uh, Fatal 4-Way for the NXT Tag Team Championships. We've got Channing Lorenzo Stacks, or maybe it's Channing Stacks Lorenzo. Let me get it correct here. It's the family who are the tag team champions. So it's Tony D'Angelo and Stacks. So we can just say Stacks because that's also another name he's known by. Taking on the Creed Brothers, and they're also versus Angel Garza and Huberto Carrillo. They are Los Lotharios, or Lotharios, however you want to say it, versus OTM, Bronco Nima, and Lucian Price with Scripps, who used to be known as Reggie on the main roster. Garza versus Julius Creed to start out, and i got to tell you, I'm such a big supporter of the Creed brothers, not just because of amateur background. These guys are just top-tier athletes, and I see more of that just uh, potential that keeps evolving. That seems to be the word I'm, I'm looking for there with the uh, Creed brothers. Avi now also flanks them. She's part of that whole faction, or at least the, uh, the trio with Nile and uh, Julius and Brutus Creed. So I'm high on the Creed brothers, but a lot of talent in the ring. The family are cohesive, Tony D'Angelo, and we talked about it with uh, Channing Stacks, Lorenzo. And hey, contrary to any criticism, now hear me out. I think giving teams opportunities is a positive thing. Yet it's a cluster with uh, so many teams. I'm, I'm more traditionalist. I, I want to see more of a regular tag team match, but I, I get it. I understand the narrative of featuring all four tandems here. Avi now wipes out scripts, which makes sense, to even up the odds. D'Angelo was hurt. Then the Don returns when speaking of Tony D'Angelo to save his partner Stacks, and the family retain the NXT Tag Team Championship. So another fun match. It, it took a little bit for it to settle, if I'm going to be perfectly honest with you, the listeners. But after a while, 
it really started to come together, at least from a fan's perspective, my point of view. Anyways, nonetheless, however you want to slice it. Vignettes show old WCW footage and WWE footage, also NXT and the Cincinnati Bengals. So we already know they're teasing Brian Pillman Jr.'s arrival in NXT. Remember, he used to compete for AEW second generation. Flying Brian Pillman, who played for the Cincinnati Bengals in the NFL, made the transition to be a superb professional wrestler. Unfortunately, he passed away very somber. I, I hate that we're having to talk about this, but to bring it into context, Brian Pillman Jr. is going to be a talented prospect. I think everybody knows this, and I can't wait to see what that system with WWE, their developmental, can do, and that's not a knock against all of the wrestling. Uh, Pillman was able to find his niche somewhat there, but I think what they're doing, and USA Network pretty much confirmed it, and I think people could tell the more I watched the vignettes, it was very compelling. It's a good way to kind of introduce him, but keep some mystique and um, the mysterious aspect of it is what I'm getting at. So we get to the NXT Heritage Cup championship matchup, from what I understand, featuring Butch, a.k.a. Pete Dunne, versus Noam Dar. These two have a history back in NXT UK, the, Uni the United Kingdom brand. Butch in NXT makes a lot of sense. Remember, I was talking about how for Baron Corbin, and I thought for Mustafa Ali was logical because it was a way to re-energize their respective careers by coming back down to NXT. It's not a step down. Actually, I view it as a step up, the opposite. And it allows the stalwarts who, to me, you think of Pete Dunne, Butch, rather, they remind everyone just who they are by coming back to the uh, black and gold brand or not black and gold anymore. I wish, but I understand, hey, it's different. But there was some remnants of the black and gold with uh, Tyler Bate accompanying Pete Dunne. And, oh, well, Butch, I, I keep wanting to say Pete Dunne, pardon me. But we would have Noah Dara, of course, leads the faction of they are called Metaphor with uh, Mensa, Jackson, and Lash Legend. And I know I didn't say the first names. That way I could try to get away with it and get them uh, said correctly. I'll just be honest with you. Butch takes down Dar already looking for joint manipulation. Man, when he breaks those fingers, I say ouch. I, I can just feel the pain, I'll tell you. Dar escapes with his positioning. I, I want to thank Vic Joseph on commentary alongside WWE Hall of Famer Booker T did a wonderful job. It's all part of the storytelling process when you're broadcasting uh, involving the commentary aspect of pro wrestling, even independent wrestling. All of it correlates. Noam uh, delivers a cheap shot. That was another highlight on Butch as the first round ended. So, you know, Noam Dar is the heel. He's got to take cheap shots, cheat a little bit. That's all part of the in-ring psychology, so it's logical. Butch gets more durable means he, he knows how to last. That, that's where cardio comes in with all these uh, great athletes. I mean, wrestling, it's a different uh, physicality, a different animal. Metaphor, the, the whole faction interferes, and Dar pins Butch regarding the second round. One fall goes to Dar, who is the Heritage Cup trophy winner, at least for right now. Round three. Butch ties it up. Round four, Dar survived following a submission 
Hey, Butch can uh, tie you up, that's for sure. Certainly he can. I thought what a competitive matchup. We go to round six. They definitely gave him time here. Tyler Bate wipes out uh, Mensa to even up the score. And Gallus attacks Tyler Bate. Joe Coffey lays out Butch. Noam Dar still the NXT Heritage Cup champion, so Noam Dar retains. I didn't want to give it away just right then. As I'm going through my notes here a little bit, it's a good reference point. And they announced that NXT deadline will be December the 9th, so look out for that. Two weeks of Halloween Havoc from October the 24th and the 31st. So, hey, I'm all about Halloween, and I love Halloween Havoc. It's a wrestling tradition, is it not? I think we answered our own question there, at least I answered mine. I'm so used to having other co-hosts. Forgive me, I've got to start saying it more in the singular form and instead of the plural form. And here we go. We got the NXT Championship matchup with Carmelo Hayes versus Ilya Dragunov. And hopefully I said that correctly. A rematch from the Great American Bash, and it was a classic, let me tell you. I did get to watch their uh, first encounter. Dragunov's wrestling's purest talent since Gunther, formerly Walter. I just love everything about this guy, what he's able to bring to the table. Hayes is main roster bound. I think everybody can concur. I think everybody can concur uh, similar to Brian Breaker. Dragunov commanded respect early. Ruthless aggression would fit the challenger when speaking of Dragunov. This fired up Carmelo. Dragunov brought intensity, there's that word again, out of Carmelo Hayes. Vic Joseph said something interesting about Dragunov making Hayes fight. I like how Joseph was relaying the message to the audience on commentary. Theorists back and forth is what I wrote down amid both, another way of saying between both competitors. Carmelo is innovative, super H-bomb, and Dragunov wins the championship. They show respect and good sportsmanship afterwards. And now we get to the NXT Women's Championship match, Becky Lynch versus Tiffany Stratton. Extreme Rules matchup. And before we get to the matchup, another announcement regarding the women's division. We'll see the women's breakout tournament begin as I'm recording from Tuesday's NXT. Tegan Knox is also shown in attendance. Stratton impresses regarding her in-ring style. And not only is she strikingly beautiful, very attractive lady, uh, but she can back it up inside the squared circle. Becky defeated Tiffany Stratton prior to this matchup, another rematch here, by Becky Lynch winning and defeating Tiffany Stratton and becoming the NXT Women's Champion only elevates and shows the value in her opponent, Tiffany Stratton. And Becky Lynch commented on helping the women's division and for her to be an NXT Women's Champion, it's in Beck's team. Get it? Because you got Becky's name referenced with the brand. I like how Becky also wore a shirt that had her daughter's name, Rue, and husband, Seth Rollins, and Bray Wyatt. Speaking of nice tributes. I like how both are well-prepared. As, you know, Becky Lynch backstage, you, you would see them arriving, but they also went to the backstage area 
you saw Becky Lynch loading up a buggy of weapons. Not groceries, folks. This is weapons. Uh, Extreme Rules match. Maybe I should have preferenced before I got a little ahead of myself, which that's a tendency I tend to do at times. But we would see Becky Lynch, when she entered, she would go back and get retrieve the buggy full of weapons, is why I bring it up. And Tiffany Stratton, i got to give her a lot of credit. She she was willing to fight and sacrifice her body early on by going after Becky Lynch, only to be met with a kendo stick by uh, the man Big Time Bex, the NXT Women's Champion, Becky Lynch. Tiffany used shortcuts because she is the hill in this scenario. The experience of Becky finding a necklace while they fought through the crowd. I don't think I've, I've seen that. Uh, maybe I'm wrong. And maybe you can help me. Uh, feel free to leave me some feedback, some comments. It's probably been done before. That's the first I've seen it or witnessed it, per se, with somebody handing a wrestler a necklace to use. Very clever on the part of the creative process, the way to organize this sort of matchup. I'm normally not a big gimmicky type uh, fan as far as the stipulations involving all kinds of weapons, but they did this one correctly. I, I will give them a lot of props as just from an outsider's point of view, my standpoint, rather. Stratton was out of her element, but I spoke too soon. Becky says hello to Steel Stairs, courtesy of Stratton, the challenger in this matchup. Barbie bleeds due to punishment. Remember, she's viewed as their version of Barbie is Tiffany Stratton when uh, mentioning NXT. Tiffany shows toughness, and afterward, the match settled. We had a semblance of a wrestling match pertaining to this championship fight. That's what it was, an Extreme Rules-styled fight. Exactly. Becky possesses a bag filled of broken Barbie dolls. They're all over the ring. She just drops this bag and all these uh, broken Barbie dolls are falling out. Remember, Tiffany Stratton's kind of viewed as NXT's version of Barbie. So it made a lot of sense. Nice touch by uh, Becky Lynch. Lynch countered. And Stratton gets thrown into the chairs. And Becky Lynch, amazingly, was holding on to Stratton, her opponent, applying the disarmor submission hold. Stratton powers out. She uses that strength, does Stratton. Get the tables. The Dudleys would be proud. Speaking of some other WWE Hall of Famers, Tiffany says no. Like, you're not going to put me through tables. Becky honors Cactus Jack who we know as Mick Foley, with a barbed wire bat. It is Extreme Rules. Normally gimmick matches, I'll just say it again, were not my preference. I enjoy this, however. A manhandle slam into steel chairs. Becky Lynch retains her NXT Women's Championship. Well, there you have it. A lot of great matches from beginning to end here. And I actually got through this uh, Rather quickly, I, I still gave it time, I felt. Yeah, I actually wrote down some notes. I'll do this every now and then, or at least type them. But I just had a fun time. I, I thought, hey, let's get a little more modern and then go with a, you know, a territory or an older uh, type of uh, pay-per-view or program. But thank you for listening. I'm your host, Tyler Peters. This has been Episode 5 of Tyler's Takedowns on SJP World Media Network, on the SJP World Media Network. i got to keep on editing myself. 
what can I tell you? You can find this podcast on Spotify and Anchor, or actually on Spotify and Apple. Anchor is now through Spotify. That's what got a little confusing. I even uh, confused myself there a little bit. Uh, special shout-outs to uh, Sa Powell and Lord Max for Chain Wrestling, also on that network. Nitro Nuts with Scottish Danny and Sa Powell, and so many others you want to talk about a variety I know I'm, I did better on the shout-outs the last episode, and, and I'll continue to progressively improve when uh, making these shout-outs. I'll, I'll need a list. What can I tell you? But I, I want to thank everyone for listening. This has been my review of NXT No Mercy. It was an older WWE pay-per-view. Actually, it was a game. That's why that intro made a lot of sense before. And yes, the Blair Davenport, Kalani Jordan, before I forgot, the highlights were shown. Uh from what I could tell, was a great match, but Blair Davenport, remember, did win the match against Kalani Jordan. Didn't want to forget. I wanted to pay those ladies some respect. And also, speaking of honoring legends, that's why I opened it up with, unfortunately, some sad news, but I want to thank uh, Joyce Grable, Russ Francis, and uh, Tim Wakefield for the memories. It was just uh, so sad that they uh, have left us, and that's why I wanted to make sure I mention them uh, at the top. But this has been uh, another episode of Tyler's Takedowns reviewing WWE NXT No Mercy that happened this past weekend on Saturday, September the 30th of 2023. Until the next time, I'm saying farewell for now. <laughs>